We have travelled to six countries in three continents around the world this year. It has been a wild ride, which gave us heaps of content for our podcast. In fact, 52 episodes. Thank you for listening and supporting us. It is a true labour of love and we plan to keep bringing you great travel information and inspiration through our travel adventures from all over the world next year. Here's to the next 52 weekly travel episodes. But first, let's give you a quick, fun overview of our favourite places and experiences we had this year from Mexico, Italy uh, and New Zealand. So stay listening to the end, though, to hear what travel plans we have for 2024. Uh, That includes at least another five countries. We're still in the planning stages. We also share some of the ways we're going to experiment with the podcast. So that's pretty cool. So please enjoy episode 85, all about the best of our 2023 world travels. Cheers. And welcome to the Beach Travel Wine Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Leanne. And I'm Lyle. And this is the travel podcast for beach-loving, wine-drinking couples over 50. So if that sounds like you, grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax and listen as we go travelling the world one wine at a time. Cheers. Happy New Year, Lyle. Happy New Year. Buenos dias, uh, Leonita. (laughs) So this is our first podcast of 2024 and we're starting that by doing a bit of a recap of 2023 and also telling people what we've got planned coming up for this year in um, our travel plans and podcasting, yes? Really? Yeah. Sounds oh, exciting, okay. doesn't it? Fair enough. What do you mean? That's what we're doing, isn't it? Sure. That's what we talked about? Sure. <laughs> we're here in our podcast studio on the beautiful Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia. It is tourist season. It is flat out. There are people everywhere. There's boats, there's you know cars, there's motorbikes. So we apologise in advance for any background noise that we can't get rid of today, yeah? Sure. Yeah, it's crazy out there, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but everybody's having a great time, yeah. Rich, and everybody's got a smile on their face, and it's uh, yeah, in between Christmas and New Year, and yeah, it's great to be alive. It is, and be living here on um, the Sunshine Coast. Sure. All right, Lyle, 2023 was a huge year for us, wasn't it? You know, we've put out 52 uh, travel podcasts, so we, we didn't miss a week, yeah, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the podcast really grew a lot, you know, when you like, you get your statistics at the end of the year and it was actually quite, uh, I don't know, satisfying to see how much growth we've got and how much support we've got out there, wasn't it? Yeah, look, it, was, look, it is a labour of love. There's no sponsorship or any of that sort of thing. We do it because we really enjoy it. So to get um, people listening to it and downloading it, yeah, it makes you feel good. And also the fact that um, Leanne gets so many inquiries from all over the world about our travels on um, whether it be email or um, social media social yeah. media in general. Uh, it's And it's really satisfying. And for people to turn around and, and get back to us and say, look, you know, we went to this place because you suggested it. Yeah, it's great. And we thoroughly enjoyed it. Like it's, uh, yeah, it gives you a bit of the old uh, adrenaline rush or... I- Endorphins. Yeah. I got a um, an email yesterday afternoon, and um, you know, someone to know where we stayed in a particular place, and you know, just shared a bit more information. And yeah, I love that. That, that does make it worthwhile. And um, if you've listened to some of our interview podcasts that we've done, Lyle will tell everybody that I wanted to start a podcast. So when he, I put him into a nursing home, he's got something to do rather than watch TV. Now I don't, I didn't say that, but you know, maybe it's not a bad idea. <laughs> so Lyle, let's move on. Um, once again, like our most popular podcast was Barcelona. 
um, by far. You know, everyone seems to love that one. Um, um, but the, the five countries that we will listen to him most, um, and I think the fifth one's going to be a surprise for you, um, the US, the UK, Australia, Canada, and the fifth one last year was Spain. Can you guess where it might be this year? Uh, Croatia? Nope. What, where? Germany. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that was the most, the fifth most listened to country was people from Germany listening to our podcast. Really? Yeah. Well, it was surprising. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that many people would speak English. Well, I suppose that's ridiculous. Of, of course, course it's they ridiculous. Would. Of course they would. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. So it's nice that we're, we're spreading, you know, like we've been, like 120 countries we've been listened to in. So that's, you know, that's only the whole world. It's fabulous. Um, so, and also, we are the top 10 podcast. Um, so when people are listening, they've got their top 10 podcasts for 2,500 people. That's on Spotify. That's great, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, Surprising. So, yeah. That's really, well, it's nice because we do put a lot of work into it. Um, but what we want to talk about first uh, after we've been waffling now is the highlights of our travelling, not necessarily the podcast that we did. but So this year we travelled uh, to five countries, three continents, and we started our overseas trips um, in Mexico. Sure. And we did a, a tour there and, you know, we, it was a full-on tour and we, but we got some great podcast episodes out of, out of that. Um, uh, yeah, you want to tell me what some of your highlights were? Well, first, I think one of my biggest highlights of, the, of this year is the fact that um, I've always said that I can't sleep on planes. Oh, yeah. Um, this year, uh, all the apart from New Zealand, because New Zealand's only three and a half hours, but when we both went to uh, Mexico and also to Italy, I slept. Yeah. In fact, uh, which was uh, and and the thing the thing about that was. Uh, we were basically asleep before uh, the first trolley came around with the drinks, which yeah. is normally our trap. But yeah, for the first time, and I think part of that is is that we we've always got the uh, extra leg room. And um, well, yeah. we did fly at nine o'clock at night, which I think helps when you. Yeah, leave. but we've always done that. Yeah. But this time, yeah, I've I, I think you just get so used to it, and you you know get over your anxiety and that sort of thing. And yeah, it was that was a real big highlight. So hats off to Emirates. Um, but our Mexico flight was with um, United Airlines oh, that's and we great. flew direct from Brisbane to San Francisco, yes, yeah. and then San Francisco to Mexico City. Now, we've got all the all the places we're going to talk about. Um, we've done a, a whole series of Mexico podcasts and if you go to beachtravelwine.com forward slash Mexico, and I'll put that link in, in the um, podcast description on the player you're listening on now, you can go and see all the all the episodes we did and all the pictures because there are some spectacular pictures that we took while we were in Mexico. Sure. Um, uh, so do you want do you want me to talk about my highlights of Mexico first? Would you sure. like that? Okay. So um, I wanted to go to Mexico because it was the you know a close uh, or a reasonably close country that spoke Spanish. So for me, one of the highlights was being able to use my Spanish. Um, there's a lot less people speak English in Mexico than you'd think. No, not so much in Mexico City, but that, that makes me happy being able to, to speak Spanish. Uh, I was blown away with Mexico City. I love the, the Zocalo, the big, um, uh, what do you call that? The, oh, the, the plaza. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, the big Zocalo right in the middle and 
and um, you know just the quirky shops and I would have liked to have spent more time in in Mexico City just exploring there uh, and yeah so I really I really enjoyed that and we had a great great accommodation overlooking the Zocalo and watched the sun go down and that sort of thing so I, I did enjoy that and also the artwork of Diego um, Rivera yeah like he was obviously the Frida Kahlo and and he was like their their you know their what do you call it they loved him you know in in Mexico back in the you know, the early 1900s, didn't they? He was yeah. like their favourite son, yeah? Yeah, and he was a bit of a, well, when I say naughty boy, he was he was basically a renowned communist and they sheltered um, Trotsky, the, mm. the guy from Russia, and uh, Frida Kahlo actually had an affair with him. Yeah, but the, um, the artwork that he's got around the city was... Oh, yeah, fabulous. Yeah, it was a real highlight. Yeah, very, uh, mainly murals, and we went to a place which was an ex-convent, mm. and, yeah, it was fabulous, yeah. really, really good. Yeah, we enjoyed, so that was my highlight of, of that area. And then um, I really enjoyed Monte Alban. Yeah. It was an archaeological site. And, and it was your birthday. Yeah, and I just, those archaeological sites in Mexico, and we saw a lot of them, um, but, you know, like they're just, the way they had designed the symmetry of them with, you know, they did it all to do with the stars and astronomy and mathematics and there's a whole lot of stuff went into that, you know, like it just it blows your way when you when you find it. That's what I thought was pretty incredible about that, you know, and they've got they face the moon, the sun and all, you know, it's all, it's all comes together with the, the calendar and everything, right, you know, like there's certain days of the year where there, there's a snake goes up the stairway you know, like when it's like to do with the shadows and things. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just and the the echoes and you know the yeah. I just thought that was really the, the acoustics. I I really enjoyed that. Um, you, am I getting ahead of you? What? what oh what? no, I think that um, I, I I we we did a tour. Was it with Tripodil? Yeah. That was a tour. I, I thought that. Um, uh, there was there definitely was enough time in Mexico City. Mm. Um, I thought I would have loved. It's a sort of town. It's a sort of city you could probably probably spend two weeks in. Mm. Um, but we had like a day and a half, which was a bit disappointing. But we went to the to the uh, museum there, which basically described uh, well. There was ex exhibitions of each of the cultures, mm. whether it be Aztecs or the Mayan, Mayan whatever. Mm. So so to do that. Uh, initially was was good because it, it really set us up for the rest of the tour. Mm. One of the things that I enjoyed about it was probably the history, which is nothing unusual for me to enjoy <laughs> the history. But I had a, a pretty good idea on um, the history prior to the holiday because I'd, I'd listened to a, a Dan Carlin um, uh, podcast on basically the main history yeah. on Mexico. So, um, and our guy, Tacho, I thought was just, yeah. uh, he was fabulous. I mean, yeah. and the really way, good. The way I broke the podcast on Mexico down was we, we sort of did it in sections, you know. So you, we tell you all about that museum and all that sort of stuff in, in, the, in the first episode. So once again, just go to the bittroublewine.com forward slash Mexico and they're, and they're all there. So I, wonder, I suppose one of the things that I learned from going to Mexico was initially... I was sort of um, taken aback a bit by the culture mm. and because it's not the same as Australian culture. And, you know, coming home and reflecting on it and one of the things that I really made me think about is the fact that how can anybody say one culture is better than the other mm. 
because your culture is just based on living experiences mm. and uh to go to mexico city and then compare that to brisbane mm. in queensland sure. is just ludicrous so um it's a bit of an eye-opener for you oh yes yeah, so but... much so so that so the fact that you know you know we, uh, us in the west sort of sort of um say that we've got you know that we're the most uh well educated and and all the rest of it and and maybe that's the case i don't know but i don't think that takes i i don't think that takes away from the main culture as what you were talking about how mm. they used uh, you know the sun mm. um and what was um, it? it was incredibly clever yeah, astronomy and mm. and that sort of thing so they understood uh, maths much more back then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i think the other side of it too is their religious beliefs, mm. the the indigenous uh, religious belief, beliefs in re regarding, you know, sacrificing human human sacrifices and all that sort of thing, and and the knock on effects of that. Yeah, but no different to gladiators being killed and people in. Oh, look, it's no different than <laughs> the Roman the Romans and That's what, what they saying. did. Like, so you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That we can yeah. So we. All right, so then my other there's a couple other places that I really loved in Mexico. Um, Palenque was one. It's a little town, and it's uh, we stayed in a really nice hotel there. But it was the Palenque archaeological site, which was the only one that we went to that was actually in a jungle, and mm. it felt like Indiana Jones was gonna come swinging through the vines at any time. You know, like it was just there were howler monkeys in the trees, and sure. there were big skulls on the um, the buildings, and you know there was a guy filming. They were filming a TV show, and a guy's running up the stairs, almost in the in the National Geographic, yeah. yeah. It, and so I, I I really loved that, you know. And, and then we walked, had to walk from there back to the bus, which was sort of through waterfalls and bridges, and yeah, that was that was spectacular. And from what I remember, that they've only uncovered about ten percent of that actual yeah, yeah. Um, Mayan. So go and check that out on the on the photos because that that's amazing, and then. Uh, of course, Agua Azul, I think we'd have to put that probably up there as one of the top sites to see in Mexico, which was, you know, like just basically the lime, is it limestone? No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, like pools full of that um, bright, brilliant blue, which, you know, the, the limestone makes it look even bluer. Yeah. And just waterfall. Well, it goes into, it turns like into calcium. So that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So waterfall after waterfall and swimming hole after swimming hole we climbed to the top of that and swam in that that was just beautiful yeah yes. i think that was yeah and yes. I th and the, the whole thing of there's no workplace and healthy there's no yeah we could swim uh, wherever we wanted you to. could swim wherever you wanted there's no signs <laughs> yeah. to yeah. say you can't do this or you can't do, do that. that yeah you can do it so in other words the responsibility is all on, on you, you. Uh, yeah it was, look that was a great day yeah. a really good day and then probably the last couple of things like my highlights would would be Chichen Itza, which is one of the seven wonders of the world. Yeah. And that once again, that's a ancient, you know, temple ruin, and it's still in almost original condition. It's absolutely fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Well, one of the the thing that uh, uh, fascinated me was the the actual ball court. Yeah, that, that was separate to that main temple that you yeah, see. Yeah, and that's it's where, like the size of a soccer field. Yeah, size of a soccer field. field, and they and and it was, I suppose um it was a ball game now the interesting thing about that is if you won that particular contest you were the ones that were sacrificed yeah. and because you you know because you thought you were going to heaven or that, going to wherever you were going yeah, to go so yeah. that was interesting i think that um 
One of the places that I really was surprised by was the it was the Basilica of Guadalupe, right? And it was that uh, was sort of earlier in the yeah, trip, that wasn't was earlier, and it was it was um, it was not far from Mexico City, and there is there's, there's this huge church there that um, Basilica that holds thirty thousand people, right? And the story is is that um, uh, there's a, a coat. Uh, that uh, a, 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 a Mexican guy um, um, was given uh, by uh, Our Lady, and um, when Miles says Our Lady, he means Mary. Mary, Mary, right. Mary. So um, anyway, cut a long story short. That'd be great. The uh, <laughs> the guy meets Mary. Mary says that she wants a basilica built there. The uh, guy, the Mexican guy, says, "Well, how can I convince people?" Um, she, he, she, he takes off his coat, he puts it on the ground. Mary puts all these Castilian roses, of course, that would be mm-hmm. Castilian. Which and is Spanish. takes it to the archbishop. When the archbishop opens the coat, the flowers fall away and there on the inside of the coat is the image of Our Lady. Now, that's actually hung up inside the church. And you've got to go on a, a like a, an escalator, not an escalator, what's the word? Conveyor belt. Conveyor belt to go past it so you're not there forever. But yeah. I just found the whole story fascinating. It is. And we go, we tell a much more in-depth story in, uh, and all about that in, in that podcast episode. So once again, beachtowine.com forward slash Mexico. But to finish off Mexico before we move on um, to, so we, Chichen Itza, but I think this this next one is probably my favourite of all in Mexico was the ill-killed cenote. Now, a cenote is formed was formed like ten thousand odd years ago when a shower of meteorites hit hit the Mex- the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico, and basically there are these great big holes. Well, some of them aren't that big; some of them are tiny. But the ill-killed one is is quite big, and you walk down stairs you know and you look down and there's the, all these beautiful vines growing down you can actually swim underground it was it was amazing so honestly go and check that out it's worth looking at the pictures of that wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. That. that that was that was uh it was a highlight that's a once in a lifetime i reckon yeah and that's really close to Chichen Itza. Itza. Yeah, yeah yeah and then of course we finished in Cancun, um, which was a nice way to finish the the holiday, and we had three days just lazing around the pool and the beach. And you went to the Isla de Mujeres, which is a beautiful island off about half an hour off the coast, didn't you? Yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's the island where the Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean Sea meet. Yeah, so we had a wonderful time in in Mexico, as a culture, history, just so you know, scenery, landscape. It's basically got everything, hasn't it? Yeah, we travelled two and a half thousand kilometres. We did from one side of Mexico to the other. So once again, go and go and check them out on on our website at beachtravelwine.com. Our next overseas trip that we did this year was to Italy, and to say that those episodes were popular is probably an understatement. Yeah. Um, we saw a definite spike as soon as we started publishing uh, Italian episodes, which uh, just goes to show it is popular now. You, you had a bit of a aha moment about Mexico. I had a little bit of an aha moment about Italy because I, I haven't wanted to go to Italy because uh, it's one of the most visited places and everyone from Australia goes to Italy and I'm a bit of a diehard Spain fan. <laughs> but um, we went and 
you know, I can see why everyone loves it. Right? It's like, um, it's almost like it's fake. It's so beautiful and like a movie set, like every, everywhere, every city, every coastal place you go, there's just not one thing that's not beautiful there, right? Yeah, I th- and I'm sort of tried to try to sort of ask myself why is it the way it is, and I think part of it is it's well one thing is Italy's was only united became Italy in 1860 something yeah, yeah, 1861 yeah. I think it was so it's only been around for as it is yes. for 250 years. However, then you go back into history and you go back to the Roman Empire and the own the and and you go back to the, the Medici family in Florence. So, it, and I think part of the reason why it was so rich is because where it's geographically located. Mm. So there was a lot of trade. Mm. There's, uh, and places like Venice, which um, you absolutely adored. Yeah, like I, that's on my, I you know, I said to Lyle, I want to do some highlights and he's written a whole essay and I've just got a list and my, my list is Venice because well, yeah. I arrived into Venice and... You know, you never. There's no other city like Venice, right? Correct. And I, what I'm, my point I'm, what I'm trying to make it is that I think because of where Venice was, um, because it was of where it was located, there's a lot it, of money. There was a lot of money, yeah. and of course, what happened was they build nice buildings. They, and they build, collect. They've nice got art, the money to statues to build. They've got money to go to war, to go to Constantinople to and get pinch, more stuff. Pinch the pinch the stuff, and 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 then you've got places like. Uh, uh, Florence, which is just, I, I, it blows my mind how absolutely beautiful Florence is. And then you've got all these Renaissance artists that uh, are just, you know, you've got the, what are you, the, the Raphael, Da Vinci, um, what's the other Ninja Turtle, uh, Michelangelo mm-hmm. and Donatello. Donatello and all these world names that you just know. Um, and they they all lived in this area, mm. and, um, and and their artwork's still there. And their artwork's still there. And that, but that artwork wouldn't be there, but for the uh, Medici family who sponsored that art. So I'm not saying that the Medici family or, or stop the, yelling, or the people, or the people, <laughs> or, the, or the people in uh, Venice, the the people that were in charge, the Doge, for instance, mm. in Venice, were nice people because. They probably weren't. However, the legacy that they left right. is a is a legacy that keeps on giving. So your highlight in that is the history and the art. Yeah, I yeah. just thought it was um, outstanding. Well, as I started to say, I like Venice because yeah. there's no place like it. You know, when you're coming from the airport in that private taxi and it pulls up to your hotel, which is on the Grand Canal, and your room overlooks the Grand Canal and the, you know, the Rialto Bridge and, you know, like, uh, yeah, Venice. We did a nice food tour Hotel. Vasaria. Vasari. Vasari, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that, Venice is definitely a highlight. I would go back to Venice in a heartbeat. I know a lot of people, you know, you're either Team Venice or not. I'm definitely on Team Venice. Florence, I adored. I, I like the cities because I, there's a, you know, even though there's a lot of people, there's a lot of walking around. Like Florence is all, you know, like everywhere you go, you turn a corner, there's another statue or another fountain or there's a, you know, a bridge or a garden. Or leather shop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was your thing, not mine. Um, but I love the gardens there, you know, and, and the, the artwork there. So Florence, I'd go back to in a heartbeat. Tuscany, 
um, Castello Vicchio Maggio where we stayed there, I would I would like to spend more time in Tuscany and um, just explore that wine region because it it is like out of a movie set. You know, any of those movies that you see about Tuscany, it's all true. You know, they the landscapes just like that, the buildings are just like that. You know, the terracotta rooftops are just like that. You know, it's just just magical. You know, and I can't tell you enough. Go and have a look at the pictures on beachtravelwine.com and forward slash Italy and all the cities that we went to are all represented there where you can see all the pictures. Um, and Rome was another huge highlight, you know. And so I would go back to Venice, Florence, Tuscany and Rome. I adored those places. Um, yeah, Rome was, uh, you know, when you take into account the, the, the forum, the history, the Colosseum, um the um the vatican i think though what made some of those places were the good the tour guides that we got um sure you know like they were they were amazing and yeah we did more tours in italy than we've ever done but we learned so much more and got so much more out of it because of those tours yeah i i think so and and the other thing too about these towns is when they were built or cities (laughs) sorry i should say sorry but the the these cities were built long 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 time ago so they're actually very walkable cities. the old t- old parts of the city certainly yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. Um, oh i said when we went to five five countries we actually went to six well the vatican oh that's true yeah, <laughs> it's its own country yeah and look <laughs> and the vatican seriously yeah you gotta go and see it overwhelming you, yeah i just i was amazing um i wasn't the I like the cities more than the coastal places, but I think the coastal places, you know, we did, and saying that, we did that hike in Cinque Terre, which was amazing. You know, we sat and watched some beautiful sunsets, you know, in Monte Rosso and, you know, the, uh, what's that one? Rio Maggio. Yeah, Roger Moore, as I like to yeah, say. Yeah, Rio Maggio. You know, just, just coming into the port with those beautiful coloured houses and stuff. It is stunning. It's exactly as the pictures show. Um Lake Como, we had a bit of a bad experience with with crowds and boats there. But, you know, the the lake itself and some of the other places we visited, like Leno on the lake and that um, the beautiful villa that I took the photos, they're probably the nicest photos I've got anywhere in any photos I've taken. And we did a day trip into Switzerland, Lugano. That was absolutely stunning, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, I think the mistake we made in, and we, Lan and I have talked about it in Como, is uh, we listened to a podcast before we left and the, the gentleman said, look, you need to hire a private boat mm. to do Lake Como. And it was, I think he quoted about $900. Euro, now, I think it yeah, was. Or yeah. Euro, whatever it was. And in hindsight, we should have done that yeah. because the crowds in Como uh, well, they're, out of control. they're not regulating how many people can come in and the Airbnbs, yeah. there's no rules around that. And they, they just haven't kept up. They are building a new ferry station, but it's a little bit late. Yeah, I think, too, the, the, the crowds that, that do go to that to places like Como, the infrastructure is just not there. That's what I just, they just yeah, yeah, they just can't cope. Yeah. But in saying that, as Leanne said, the photos... Mm. You've got to check them out on the website. Mm. I've never seen photos more beautiful. It is beautiful. Yes. So beachtravelwine.com forward slash Italy where the whole collection that we did um, podcasts and all the photos are, are all there and you can pick out which ones you want to have a look at. Um, so that that was nice. And uh, you liked, well, then we did, um, at the end, we did a tour with Intrepid, mm. which uh, was 
fabulous. We did it with some friends and new old friends and now some new friends as well, which was we made some lovely new friends. It was only a small tour, wasn't it? Yeah. And the highlight of that for me, uh, and it was from Rome to Amalfi. Yeah. But I adored Pompeii, the new Pompeii and the ancient Pompeii and Mount Vesuvius. That was like the what we learnt there, what we saw there was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, going from Rome and seeing the Forum and 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 just the ruins there, yeah. then to go to Pompeii and actually see the buildings that are still there mm. in full, you know, like the two thousand years have been covered in yeah in stuff. They've been and then bit. they they uncover it and you can see the murals on the wall. Well, the you mosaics can, on the floor, the tables that they sat at, the staircases that they walked up. Incredible. Yeah. That, and then the, the next day we went to Mount Vesuvius. Yeah. Up the top, yeah, so and we did went, the tour. Like, yeah, we climbed around the rim of, or hiked around the rim of Vesuvius. But also, um, you know, those beautiful coastal towns that everyone goes to. You know, you've got Sorrento, Positano, um, Amalfi. Um, mm. But uh, what another thing that sticks out as a highlight to me, and it's one of the most touristy things you can do, is um, going to the Isle of Capri. Oh, seriously! And we did have a private boat that day. Yeah, we did the private boat, and it was unbelievably what a day what a day yeah so you've got you know the um iconic sort of timber italian boats that you see george clooney you know you know showing off on we were on one of those and you know some of the people are sitting up the front of the boat with their legs hanging over and we're sitting at the back in the shade look it was and you're going along the coastline and you're looking back up at Sorrento. And, and then, then they stop and you can dive off, off the, the back boat, of the boat. And, and, and the oh. water. Go and have a look at the pictures. It's like the boat's floating on nothing. It's yeah. just spectacular. Uh, and, yeah, and that's, you know, when we did a bit of singing with that um, Miley Cyrus song, that was so much fun, wasn't it? Yeah, I, 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 I remember watching you girls sing and yeah. having a great time and I was sort of on one side of the boat by myself and I'm looking at the coastline and yeah. I'm just... I'm thinking to myself, I can't believe I'm doing this. Where I'm off the Isle of Capri, yeah. my favourite girl's singing her heart out and we're having a cold beer and it, like, it, was amazing, it doesn't it? get any better. And some, one of the other things that I, I liked about Italy was, you know, we, we met some new friends. So, we, you know, like Tracy and Perry, we met them in Venice and we're still in contact with them. Um, Jackie and Sean, you know, we met them in Florence and then we saw them again in Rome and, you know, hoping to meet up with them again you know, some sometime soon. And also the new friends that we met on the Intrepid tour, you know, like Mandy and Christy mm. and Lynn and Cassia, you know, like how good was that? You know, like it's part of travelling that's that's really nice. Yeah, I think probably one if I was one thing that we learned well, we've always sort of known it, but one thing we did both in Florence and in Rome is we went to some local Bars. Oh, look, that's my next thing, bars. <laughs> okay, local bars yeah. that weren't the most flash or, but you know, We only pristine. found them because they were around the corner from where we yeah, stayed. Yeah, and both, <laughs> both of them were just around the corner from where we stayed. And we went in and... We uh, talked to the barman. We talked to the people behind the bar. Yeah. And they were so friendly and Angelo was so good looking that... It just made the holiday. And we went there, like we were in Rome for five days, uh, six or seven days. We were in uh, Florence for seven days. And we call we'd... in and have a drink on our way out for dinner Every day. each, each yeah. day. Yeah. And 
they to the stage where I think they were looking forward to seeing us as much and, as we were looking forward to seeing them. To seeing them, <laughs> and they were just so generous with their information, and and they they all spoke English. Yeah. And yeah, if I had to give anybody advice, uh, the number one thing I'd say is go to a local bar, make yourself known. And you will get all the information you need on the best places to go, mm-hmm. and, and and probably places that uh, are not on the tourist map. Yeah, so Italy was definitely a huge, huge, um, beautiful eye opener for me. I loved it. Um, well, and I, well, I can remember sitting in the airport uh, in Rome Airport, waiting to for the plane to take us back home to Australia, and I said to Leanne. I could do, <laughs> yeah, I could do another eight weeks yeah. now. Yeah. I, I was that impressed. I loved it. Um, the way we did it, we did it slow. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we embraced it. We have a totally uh, different attitude to art, Renaissance art, because we know well, we a lot more yeah. about it. It was just outstanding. It was. So once again, on the podcast play you're listening on now, go to the description and I'll put a link to uh, the Italian uh, webpage with all the photos and the links and the maps and everything there, um, www.beachtravelwine.com forward slash Italy. So check check out those uh, great resources that we have for you. So it was a busy year and our third overseas trip was to across the ditch, as they say, to New Zealand. Correct. And we have been to New Zealand several times, numerous times. And this time we went back to Queenstown and we went for two weeks and we were visiting with all my adult children and their partners and all my grandchildren. So in total there were 16 adults and, no, sorry, eight adults and eight children. So 16 of us, which was... Frightening. Um, <laughs> was frightening, maybe for you. <laughs> Um, but we all found our own way there, but some of them caught planes via Sydney and whatever, and we all ended up in the heart of Queenstown at the Glebe Apartments, and it was the most amazing location. Yeah, and I think the Glebe Hotel, the Glebe I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate, the Glebe Apartments, I yeah. wouldn't hesitate to stay there again. It was that good. Yeah, and once again, all the information we're talking about now will be in the link in the show, in the podcast description. Uh, beachtravelwine.com forward slash New Zealand. So they're all there together, which is pretty handy for everyone. Yeah. So, so Queenstown is in, on the south, south island of uh, New Zealand. So there's two major islands. There's the north and the south. Yep. Um, Queenstown's towards the southern end mm. um, and it is the most beautiful landscape that we have seen in the world yeah well we're trying to find somewhere better but we haven't yet we'll keep trying no we'll give it a shot yeah but queenstown is uh, what they call the adventure capital of the world and it's where bungee jumping was invented and they've got uh, so many activities you can do there now we went in winter because we went on a ski holiday and all the kids bar the two little one-year-olds all learnt to ski and my daughter learnt to ski so it was that was such a highlight and we tell you all about which ski fields and are best, which ones we did, you know, the lessons that you can do and what's good for little kids and, you know, young, a bit older kids and adults as well. We've got a whole lot of information on that in, in those those podcast episodes. But, you know, the, the closest ski field to Queenstown is called Coronet Peak and 
even if you don't ski, it's worth going up there because the views from Coronet Peak are just amazing. I love it when you walk up the, the stairs from like the ski shop area and you just basically walk out and you're right at the bottom of that mountain, like it, covered in snow. It's just one of the best things. I love it so much. And I think that was very popular. Some of the, some of us snowboarded, some of us skied. It was it was awesome, and I would definitely can't wait to go back and do that again. And even now, the one of the the grandkids talk about it, and the little three and a half year old he just wants to go and live in New Zealand because he loves it so much, which I think's really really cute. Um, the Queenstown itself, though, what a like it's on the Lake Wakatipu, and one of the highlights. And we talk about you know we, we the, the episodes we did, we did a skiing one. We, I actually did an episode with my daughter. Um, she co-hosted instead of you and we talked about travelling with kids, you know, because we had eight kids and what you can do and, you know, we, we gave some free activities and, and you know, some other things that weren't didn't even cost that much and lots of stuff to do. And to say a week in Queenstown with kids, you can't see it all. You know, they, no. no, just just so much to, to go to see. And, act, and we, then you and I do an episode all about um, just what to do in Queenstown with adults and basically there's the you know and kids really but you know the steamboat the water taxi um just walking around the lake the gardens and the shops the cafes the shopping you know the gondola the food, the food is unbelievable yeah there's just so the much food and wine basically and the second week we um yeah, did so, what we did adult things yeah um, so the kids all only had a week with us and then we had a week to, yeah yeah and look the, my favorite part about the first week to be honest is watching the smile on Leanne's face uh, and enjoying uh, time with her adult children mm. and and then to turn around and watch her, watch the grandkids learn how to ski. I mean, it was just... Well, not only did they learn to ski, they're, they're scooting down past me. Sure. You know. But I, that's not, that's, that would not, that's not unexpected. That's, I know. What, but that's that, what kids do because they've got no fear. But that was fabulous. But we... One of the highlights for me of the holiday was to we did an interview with uh, Greg, Greg Hay, Hay mm. and he's the owner of Wet Jacket Wine. He is one of the most charismatic people I've ever met in my life. Yeah, and I, I've been lucky enough to meet a few. And uh, his wine, uh, Wet Jacket Wines, Wet Jacket Wines. I've got to tell you, uh, some of the best. Probably matched his charisma <laughs> and, and quality. I mean, it was that was so good. And then we did some wine tours, hop on, hop off bus. That was it. That was a highlight. The wine hopper bus. Yeah, yeah, which we'd never done before. And well, we'd done private wine tours, so they, you know, yeah. they they take take you in and do the tastings. And, and then show we did the food. bus trip. Remember, we did the yeah, bus trip yeah, and a couple of the and, and three of the actual stops of wineries. Yeah, like, unbelievable. The, yeah, two dollars or four dollars return back yeah. to Queenstown. That's on the local transport. Yeah, on yeah. Gibson Valley wines. Oh, look, it was seriously. It is the best place. Arrowtown's a beautiful little oh, spot to visit. Magnificent. It? Yeah, like, and um, once again, go, go and check out the scenery. But there, there I'm going to say there's probably, um, besides the skiing with my family and having everyone there together. I know what you're going to say. Um, and, I, you know, like I got home and I just put a holiday book together because it was, like as a nana of eight, that, that was that was special, you know, that'll that'll stay in my memory banks forever. But there were, there were two things I loved doing and besides the skiing was um, the jet boat ride. Sure. The shot over jet boat, like that was thrilling. It was, oh, you you're just on this, you know, this boat that goes so fast through this part of the canyon there, and um, you can't go in this part of the canyon unless you do the shot over jet, and it goes so close to 
the cliff faces. And it's almost like cigarette cigarette paper width to how close the boats get yeah. to the actual and then they do three cliffs. They do 360 spins. And, yeah. and This is a girl that hates driving on the road at any time. We, we can't hire a car in Europe because Land doesn't want to do that, but she'll get on the jet boat. Oh, and you want to drive in Europe? Oh, not really. No, no. But uh, I, because I love the public transport in yeah. Europe. So, but look, so the seriously. Jet, so that was, and the day I went um, with two of my grandkids, um, it had snowed the night before. So there was snow all the way up to the edge of the Shotover River. And it, like, and then the sun was then shining down on it. And it was just the most picturesque, beautiful thing I've seen. And just to share that with, with two of my grandkids was, was pretty spectacular. I absolutely love that. And then, you know, I'm going to say, don't you? Let, yeah. I'm going to say it then because um, was a bucket list item for me, yeah? Sure. Yeah. And I've wanted to do this. I don't don't even know why, but I've always I always wanted to go hot air ballooning. And um, so I dragged Lila along to my bucket list and I had to give him a bit of a, you know, pep talk for this one because, A, he hates getting up early, B, he hates the cold, and C, I hate heights. So, you know, <laughs> it was it was sound like a disaster ready to happen, but it was the one of the best things I've ever done. And yeah, and we were lucky enough we had our own section. Yeah, that's yeah, okay, we did. But you know, like the and the guy That's um, on the balloon. Yeah, I mean. yeah. Rock, um, the pilot and you know, his crew, they were just so helpful and fun and so much information and you know, like just watching the balloon go up and then we floated over that beautiful area. You know, we got Coronet Peak and the Remarkables and we tell you all about that in, in um one of our episodes. Arrow Town. Yeah, yeah. Wake. Uh, and when we landed, it was still minus four degrees and the, the ground was still crunchy for our, our champagne breakfast. But, yeah, so beachtrywine.com forward slash Italy if you want to know more about the, that activity because that that was absolutely special, wasn't well, it? Well, I tell you what, I, I would say that I'd offer a money-back guarantee for Queenstown for, anybody, yeah, for anybody that wouldn't wouldn't find it amazing yeah, yeah the money back guarantee. something wrong with you it is absolutely okay. if, beautiful. if you like um hiking if you like shopping if you like water activities if you like food if you like wine if you like um scene landscape if you like um golf Heli- if you like helicopter Heli- flights. You've done milford sound like that's the eighth natural wonder of the world they're talking about there is something in this area for everybody and i just adore it in fact we loved it so much I want to go back and do um, yeah. a summer trip and do a bit more of a, a road trip to see some more wine regions. In, yeah, because in New, in New Zealand too, the the other side of it too, there's more sheep than people. So yeah. um, that's why Leanne would be willing to do a road trip. There's there's not much traffic. But it is, it's just magnificent. And um, as Leanne said, we've been there probably four times already and we're seriously thinking about doing oh, the just, summer road trip. And yeah. um, it's and, just amazing. And if you don't go in winter... As I was saying, you know, there's there's mountain biking, there's hiking, and now what's becoming one of the most popular things that people go to this area in New Zealand for is golf. Golf, yeah, yeah, like they're building more golf courses every day. You know, so and um, we haven't even I know we've mentioned wineries, but the Pinot Noir, yeah, yeah, the, which is what Central Otago is famous for. It's is the most southern wine go- region in the world. Yeah, yeah, it is as good as it gets. Yeah, so we just that was an absolute absolute highlight as you can tell we just go on and on about about new zealand yes yeah yeah but then you know i keep while you're talking there i'm thinking jesus bloody italy was bloody good too you know (laughs) and mexico for all different other reasons was 
fabulous as well. Yeah. Uh, like, really, we've been lucky. Yeah, we have. It's we, been a big year. but it's... So remember, go to beachtravelwine.com forward slash New Zealand, all one word, and uh, you'll see all the photos and, as I said, the resources, the maps, the links to everywhere we went and, and to get that information. So not a bad summary of the year that we've had travelling overseas. And amongst that, we've, we've been to different places in, in Australia as well. So, you know, go and check out the last 52 episodes we've done all um, over the world. It was, it's been a joy to make, bring those podcasts to our listeners, hasn't it? Sure, yeah. And we, we do are very, 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 very grateful for the opportunity that we get to do this stuff. And... In that, um, on that note, uh, coming up, Lyle, um, I don't want to give too much away because we are still in the planning part of our holidays for next year. And but uh, maybe suffice to say, we're going to go to at least five more countries next year, and most of them, or all of them, at this stage are in Europe. Yeah, and. Yeah, so we're still in the planning stages. We're looking at a few different options, but um, out of those five countries, four of them neither of us have been to before. Yeah, you and could almost all... say they were on oh. the Eastern Bloc countries, Balkans. Oh, I don't know about that, but anyway. Well, well, well we've got Hungary. Oi, we're not giving it away. Croatia. <laughs> Slovenia. Oh, spoiler surprise. Montenegro. There you go. There you go, everyone. Uh, where else? Not oh, oh, that's right. We're going to just do a little romantic trip to northern Spain well, as well. Well, maybe. Like we haven't got it all in plan. Good on you. I felt I'll like... put money on it that we do this. <laughs> oh, you just ruined my surprise. Good on you. Well, mm. you said, you know, when we sat down to plan this particular podcast, we were going to... Give them an idea of what we were probably Yeah, five countries do. in Europe. Oh, is that all? Yeah. That is that all it. you were going to give? Yeah. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> Seriously? No, all right. So okay, fine. Can't wait to get to Budapest. Yeah. That's, well, that's the plan is we find a Budapest. That's our, that's our first stop. So anyway, we're still, as I said, we're still working with a, a travel agent. We're working on some different itinerary ideas and stuff. So we'll, we'll get back to you more with that, obviously. But um, as it's uh, summertime in Australia... And I know a lot of our listeners are in the northern hemisphere in the middle of winter. We we're going to try over the next few weeks to just do um, just something a bit different. We're going to call it a bit of a summer series, I think, and just talk about a little bit about what it's like down here, uh, down under, in, on the beaches of Australia. And what we haven't done, Lyle, is we haven't talked about the area that we live in. We've um, and we live, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, we live in basically a tourist spot where people always want to come on holidays, you know, and especially this time of year. So we, we're going to try something different. Like Lyle and I have a favourite, we did have a favourite podcast, when in Spain. He hasn't done any for quite a long while. But this guy, Paul, great, great voice and great charisma, he would just um, record as he was out walking around, you know, say Madrid or, um, you know. Toledo. Yeah, so... And we, we love that sort of and just describe where he is and, and he did such a good job of it. So we're gonna we're gonna have a what go. What was the name of that play what was it what was the name of the podcast again? When in Spain. When in Spain, that's yeah. right. Uh, we're gonna try and, and use that format. Um, anyway, we'll see how we go. 
if, if it works, you'll you'll get the next podcast. If <laughs> and it doesn't, you, then you then won't. You won't. <laughs> and I don't know what we'll do. Um, but yeah, we're going to start with our where we live here uh, on Kings Beach on the Sunshine Coast, and we're going to walk out the front door like we love doing, and we're just going to tell you all about you know what it's like here with the ocean pool and the beach and the restaurants and um, you know the playgrounds and you know, all that all that stuff that you know so much to see between here and basically the next beach along and um, give you some ideas about the accommodation and, you know, what, what, what else you can see and do here. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So Perfecto. We, yeah, we'll, we'll dodge the crowds and the heat and hopefully get out and do that in the next few days. So, yeah, that'll be fun, won't it? Absolutely. <laughs> and we're going to try and do more lives. I said that last year, but we're definitely going to try and do more lives when we are travelling. Um, we had a really bad experience in... Uh, Italy doing a live, as in technically, I, I, <laughs> I mucked up. Uh, I was going to say, I'm not sure it was technically. Yeah, it was technically. Uh, well, it was. It was terrible because we sat there talking and no one could hear us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We but you know what? No yeah. one even pointed it out, so maybe no one was listening anyway. Oh, I don't know. But, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we, want, yeah. To do, we want to do more lives of when, when we're out and about travelling you know, just to show different different places that we're in. So we just have to get over our little, um, you know, not fear, but, you know, we've got some new little microphones and all the stuff. So we've got some new things. We've got new microphones. Yeah, a little without the cord so we can sit and chat and, yeah, yeah, I know, right? That's Look news. at us go, tech, tech queen I am. Yeah, <laughs> obviously you proved that in Italy. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll have a crack at that. So I'm looking forward to trying to find different ways to to market the podcast and you know and listening to more podcasts as well like so um i think 2024 is going to be a huge podcast year huge travel year for us yeah yeah and we look forward to sharing it with with you guys so happy new year and yeah yeah, happy new year guys we'll see you um next time from the beautiful sunshine coast so it's arrivederci from me ciao baby Mm -hmm.